0: Hey, it's Bark from the back row, and I have a question for you. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system. The app also provides waiver recommendations and player rankings each week, all based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app for this fantasy football season. So head to squadql.com to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football secretary. And remember, SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. Take it from Bark, this is going to help you win in 2018.
1: Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. With your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle.
0: Yeah, this is the new way I'm leading to the show. I'm what are you? Are you Coco? Sue. I'm a Sue Indian.
2: Are you the little boy from Coco, Miguel? Sue. Sue. I'm Sue a boy Indian. named Sue. My little girl, uh, she watches Coco a lot, and she's like... I'm like, stop that.
0: By the way, welcome to the Backroad Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Bark, to my left is arms. Good morning. And hey my ride right, is Nit. Happy weekend.
1: Happy Tenacious D weekend. Happy football weekend. A tenacious d weekend. Yes. Uh, tenacious d Ken yes. You're, You're right. Uh,
2: I have very eclectic taste in music. Oh, and yeah. They're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> like I, I, They shouldn't be. I'm the guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to their church concert in February. I would give, you know, possibly a body part to watch Metallica in
1: person, and or Ozzy Osbourne. But I would also love to watch Tenacious D in concert. I got Tenacious D way up my depth chart of bands to see. They're,
0: I, they're up my depth chart as well, just because when you're in a bad mood, you throw on some Tenacious D and you want to go drop some loads in space. <laughs>
2: <Dude>. <laughs> I, I lived with the same guy for the last 22 years. You, you, l- you lived with a guy? Lift lift weights like you drove and a lift like a uber we're do- he's doing deadlifts the other day i was doing squats anyway he's doing deadlifts. We lift
1: things together he's,
2: yeah. he's like, like a to hundred, 180 pounds he reps off 500 pounds for five on deadlifts i'm like i put seriously were you that-
0: lifting that tenacious d Is that he, was, he was
2: like you know what got me pumped up i'm like what he was like <laughs> master Exploiter by tenacious d i'm like yes i picked this up and i lift
0: it all right ferris <laughs> Arms is over here talking about putting his hands on and lifting up Tenacious D's. They're tenacious. They are They are tantalizing.
1: Tantalizing. T- so. ten- tenacious.
0: But yeah, so anyways, Tenacious D dropped a couple tracks, and we're always uh, keen to talk about music on the show.
1: We're at the forefront of the music industry.
0: We are. We're at the forefront of culture. <laughs> we're at the forefront of social media. We're at the forefront of pretty much everything. And uh, music is one of those things. So we jammed out two songs off the new Tenacious D album before we started the show just to get our Tenacious D's pumped and veiny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Stop. 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 Uh, what? Stop. Uh, well, I'm talking
0: about our foreheads. We my, listen to Tenacious listen. D. Listen, my mom
2: listens to this Actually, no, she doesn't. But. Come Your on. uncle does. Does he? Once. Oh, yeah. Gave us a scathing review. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Guy.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Guy. Thanks, uh, thanks for the scathing review. I'll add something That's else. That's literally his
1: name, right? Guy? That's what he goes by, Guy. Oh, okay. I
0: got something else to start the show off before we talk football. I don't know if either of you guys watched it, but I went and watched Venom at the movie theater. Please
2: tell me you're talking about the after-credit scene. The after-credit scene's great. Dude, I was
0: rolling. But there's something better. Did you watch the movie? Yes. Nice nice drop there. I assume Ned has not dropped the movie. I don't watch this. It, it may not have been okay. after-credit. It may have been at
2: the very end. That's
0: okay, Ned. As you're all about Rocky four, you know, <laughs> over and over and over the, <laughs> no, the, post credit, the, the post that, that was fantastic. But I read afterwards He's about yeah. the massive plot hole. <laughs> Do you know about the massive plot hole? No. So listen, sorry. If you haven't seen Venom Spo- and you want to, spoiler alert, fast spoiler, forward five spoiler, minutes, spoiler alert, listen in Venom. So anyways, Eddie Brock. He loses his girlfriend, loses his career, loses his Did life, right? you have right? To that far into Listen, it? listen, it's super quick. So it's it does the whole fast forward six months later thing, right? Yeah. Six months later, <laughs> Eddie Brock is, you know, miserable in life. What happened to the little Malaysian woman that had one of the symbiote aliens inside of her? What was she doing for six months? Because when it came back to Eddie Brock six months later, she was just getting to the airport. Old women walk slow. Six months slow for half a year. Where
2: was she at? Was she in Guatemala? You don't know that.
0: No, they were in San Francisco. All of them.
2: No, the wreck wasn't in San Francisco. It was,
0: was it? Uh, maybe I don't know. But regardless, six months. You can't even walk from Malaysia to the states. There's water if, in if the way. If you have
2: a symbiote, you could. <laughs> I don't even water. know what you're talking I said, about. First off, I said, Guatemala? Symbiote? It's an alien. I don't know where Guatemala is at. This isn't geography. This is fantasy football. I'm just saying, it was a massive plot hole. All in all, I enjoyed the movie. And that's why I don't watch Marvel or DC comic. We, we you don't, don't watch. Nobody, nobody don't,
0: watches DC comics. You don't um. watch
2: them for the plot. You no. watch them for the action. Yeah. And whenever Venom you grabs a guy and says, I will tear you both your arms off and both your legs, and then your face off of your head, and you roll down the street like some turd. Dude, I, I busted out laughing in the theater, and everyone turned around and looked at me. I was, it was
0: like, why is he laughing in a Marvel movie? I'm a,
2: I'm a four-year-old kid. I'm like turd. <laughs>
0: so, Ned, what do you watch for action? Then, <laughs>
1: like Dunkirk, what In- Inception.
2: What? I-, I like. We're going M- way back. The to- beach with Leonardo first off, DiCaprio. I don't even like yeah. to think.
1: Okay, I don't like to think. I at like all. the James Bond action type movies. Never seen a single Miss- one of those. Mission right. Impossible. I-, I. That's my. Listen, that's my forte.
2: First off, I don't believe a five-foot-five, fifty-year-old <laughs> is going to be that active at anything. Is that Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. He's 5'5 five, ish. I watch He's all He's 57 Tom Cruise years movies. old. No
0: idea how he keeps getting movie <laughs> rolls. No clue.
1: Because they're good. They are. He's good. Dude, one? Mission Impos- all Mission Impossibles are good.
0: I stopped at Vanilla Sky.
2: That's, uh, I think it's not one of the Mission Impossible movies. That was a, no, that was but it, but it that
1: that was, a was a good Tom one, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: It was a good one. I enjoyed Vanilla Sky. But I stopped at Vanilla Sky.
2: No, that's not
0: right. I watched, is there one Jack Reacher?
1: War of the, uh, Jack Reacher. I watched the first
0: Jack Reacher. I've never seen Jack Reacher. War it's, pretty, of the, it's okay.
1: War of the Worlds? Great. Eh, is a Great okay. flick. It's,
0: it's a, yeah, it's. it's I would go back now, to Top
1: Gun. I mean, dude, he's never did, made a bad yeah. movie. Has he uh, ever made a bad movie? I'm sure he has. I don't it's, think so. Risky business? Phenomenal. Is it? Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire was great. Great movie. Yeah. I
2: mean, listen,
0: Tom know, Cruise used to do good things. I'm just saying.
2: Jerry Maguire single-handedly brought up the the the, the degree of sports management, which doesn't actually make you an agent. <laughs> but but so many people went like I know three people off the top of my head that have sports management degrees. They were in high school when Jerry Maguire was going on. They're like, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm like you have to be
1: an attorney. Yeah, you you <laughs> you, you gotta like pass a bar and stuff. Yeah, right. And it's can't. not like a, Register a with hurdle the state. bar. It's I, not a hurdle bar. I've i I've looked into it. It's it's pretty tough. Pretty tough.
2: Yeah, I mean law school is not easy from what I hear. So.
0: No. But action movies to me now, like, give me some John Wick. Give yes. me some Keanu Reeves John Wick. It's
2: not bad. You kinda know Reeves, it's fantastic. Went from like such a joke of an actor to like iconic at this point. And, like, hey, and all he
0: has to do is be the guy from The Matrix. That's all he has to do. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Or Bill and Ted. I feel I like
1: him up. and Nick Cage were on the same career path. They well, and the, they were until and Ke- John Wick. Yeah, well, no. Keanu Reeves chose The Matrix, and and Nick Cage chose Wicker, like Man. Wicker Man. And it, it was just a complete... They went totally different. Listen, it, drive
2: angry. Eventually, someone had to realize Nicholas Cage is the ugliest human being on the planet. <laughs> like... People great like, convict. Yeah. Great Conair. Con is yes. uh, yeah, like, con
0: great. The rock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy, the rock lot, I, enjoy movies. Movies.
2: I enjoy a lot of his movies, but like he looks if you saw Nicolas Cage like at a bar, just in a regular setting, women wouldn't approach him.
0: No. <laughs> and I gotta say, in the movie I, Face Swap, when they swap faces face I was off. I was sitting there face, face swap. off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of wife swap and face off. So face off, when that actually happens and, and they actually do it and swap faces, my initial thought to myself was like, "Oh, it's the best thing that could have happened to Nick Cage. That is, the, <laughs> that is the best thing that could have happened to Nick Cage.
1: He's living it up." Then he, then
0: Nick Cage went on to star in Pulp Fiction. It was the best move of his life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: the other way around. Best thing he could have ever done. No, he swapped
2: faces. I know, but and then he got
0: Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction before that. that? Uh, and, and then he got Battlefield Earth. I mean, Nick Cage has been, you know,
2: since there's a huge
1: faces. plot hole in his story right oh. now. I believe Pulp Fiction was first. Yeah,
2: <laughs> maybe, nah, maybe well. they did face swap before <laughs> that. <laughs> maybe. Oh wow! You just made my day. Face swap. Face swap. That's an that's like a a feature on Snapchat or Facebook, isn't it? I think God. so.
1: Y'all brought up, y'all brought up The Rock, and I totally forgot about that movie. I don't I know why. I'm stuck on that now. I, I
0: just simply smelled like, what it was cooking.
1: Sean, Sean Connery's it's last. Sean
2: Connery. In,
1: dude, the, that was his last great role. I hunt
0: for Red October.
1: I, I could listen to Sean
2: Connery read the phone book. Well, I do you
0: like that noodle? <laughs> I I do a fairly well Sean Connery.
1: I don't have a Sean Connery. I also
2: like the suck of Trebek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That that was his last great role. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, also, last thing, since we're on movies, has anybody seen the, the trailer for Vice, where uh, no. uh, Christian Bale plays, um, uh, what's the vice president to George W? Uh, um, uh, the guy know. that shot somebody hunting oh, Dick, Cheney. Oh, Dick, Cheney. Dick Cheney. Christian,
1: Christian Bale,
0: Bale plays Dick Cheney. You gotta watch. Like, you did gotta he watch gain the
2: 700 pounds? Yes. So he, went, yes, he, he did. went from being 42 pounds in The Mechanic yes. to like four hundred and twenty pounds yeah. 220 He went from
0: xylophone on the ribs to eating a whole lot of ribs
2: <laughs> sounds like a great transition it Does if if, if, I, if I was in movies and they're like you need to put on weight for this film done 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 you need to cut weight do you have any Santa Claus movies yeah
0: like you need to add weight for this movie okay my first question is is there an In-N-Out burger in this town because I no, can do that
1: no doubt Amish Donuts I'll crush it Amish Donuts. Mm -hmm.
0: Amish Donuts, for those of you who don't know what that is. (laughs) Ask ask us to send you a box. We probably won't, but you can ask.
2: Well, they'll never make it to the post office.
0: No.
1: (laughs) The the postman will be.
2: Like, the best man on the planet can only eat two of those. I mean, they're literally as big around your head. Who's pushing it? So good.
1: They also cost like two fifty a piece, and they're also yeah. I'm not going diabetes.
0: On they're also kneaded mm. by the foot of Amish women. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> That's like it's like grapes, but they knead the dough with their toes, and then they bake it into a donut. Don't even care. No, I mean it's baked. It's killing all the Amish foot fungus, anyways, right? Exactly,
2: exactly. So let's give a little recap of uh, last night's game.
0: Uh, the Eagles are good, and the Giants suck.
2: Uh, Saquon Barkley doesn't suck, dude. Saquon
0: Barkley is probably. Well worth the first overall pick that some people spent. Did you make a mistake? Wouldn't go that far. Gurley's still the guy, but Saquon. If you took him first overall on a dynasty, we can't fault you. You're at this not point.
2: disappointed. Now Gurley, I believe, has like seven touchdowns on the ground right now. I don't know how many in the air, so he 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 might be on pace to break the uh, the running back touchdown record for a sing, single season. But Saquon, getting it done on the ground, getting it done in the air. And why would you not throw him one more ball last night to let him be the first Giant to ever have 100 on the ground and 100 in the air in the same game? Because
0: they don't care about stats.
1: They just care about protecting... I, I don't know, Nobody. I don't know Elijah? what they're... Nobody. I don't know. Elijah
0: Manning? God.
1: Listen. It was brutal to watch e- other than Saquon getting the ball in some space. Everyone I know... Would be an upgrade on the Giants offensive line.
0: And any quarterback in the league would be an upgrade
1: over Eli. It's not the line. I mean the line's bad part of it. The line is bad. The line's bad, but but Eli's worse. But like Saquon's they they talked about it. This is a mobile quarterback NFL now, and he is just a dying breed. And and his arm's dead. Let's just throw it out there. He can't he can't force the ball downfield. He had he had several opportunities to put a ball over the safety under the or over the corner under the safety and it it just floats, it just floats. He can't hit anything over the middle. All he can do is throw screens to the wide receivers and the running backs. Which works
0: out well for Barkley. Yes, but I it. So last year they toyed around with you know they benched Eli. And I know there's some changes in New York, but, like, why are they not benching Eli now? Does anybody have a logical explanation I sincerely for don't
2: me? think that they have a quarterback that's going to be any better at getting rid of the ball. I mean, you can't you get rid of the ball on your back. You don't know until
0: you throw Kyle Laletta in there and find out, or Alex Tanney, or whoever, you know, they want to go with.
1: Well, it kind of goes back to this is a quarterback league, and it, it's great you hit on Saquon. It, it is. But looking back at that number 2 pick, I said it pre-season. I said but pre-draft. I said that this is the Giants opportunity to get a franchise quarterback.
0: I still think they made the right call.
2: I think they made the right call too. You Well, only generational
1: talent only because come. they're going to continue to be bad and be in position to Correct. get a quarterback Ex- this year. Exactly.
0: I, I no quarterback would have made them any better this year. Like if the if they had that quarterback and they were running Jonathan I'm, Stewart like they're still in a bad
1: position. No, nah, I I totally I I totally disagree with that. If they have a decent quarterback, no Saquon, I think they're a better team. I, I, I do uh, because because Sterling Shepard's legit. Odell is awesome. But they you, but, they are. But and and, and still, Evan Ingram still is a very good tight end. They have a great wide a receiver. Rookie. But but instead of being able to get the ball to three receivers, you can only get the ball to one running back. Like that's that's their problem right now. They're one not only one dimensional, they're they're one player. That's it. When Saquon's off the field, they're terrible. They're here's, garbage. Here's they're the right. thing
0: though to me. So Sam Darnold, they you know, they could have had Sam Darnold as he turned the Jets into a contender. Not yet. Maybe by next year. Yeah. Josh Rosen, the Cardinals are still terrible with him behind center. He's not terrible, but the Cardinals are, are still terrible. Uh the Browns, different story. Baker may be able but to he take was gone. that team. Right, he was gone, but I mean, if I had my choice of Darnold one year and then whatever running back the next, or Barkley one year and one of these very good possible rookie quarterbacks coming out, if you want to give if, me Barkley and I'll wait a year. Yes, if you
2: want to give me my opinion on it, I'm going to say take Barkley. I still think it's the right call because Barkley's looking in high praise. But remember, Barry Sanders never had a line. And he was able to get it done. Like yeah. that's what Barkley's doing right now with no line. The his speed, his burst is insane. There was three guy, guys closing in him on that touchdown run. They were all closing in, and he just zips right through them. Is it was so impressive to just wow? He, he's he's going to get tackled for a four yard gain, and then thirty five yard, forty yard touchdown. And you're like, oh my god! Tell right. you
0: their biggest mistake was not moving back up for Lamar Jackson or taking Mason Rudolph before they decided to wait and take Laletta cuz Laletta may be okay but he hasn't shown anything to push Eli. I mean the other Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson could have.
2: Let me possibly. let me ask you this. If there's a franchise more exciting. If there's least. tantalizing. If they address their offensive line next year, okay? And I'm not saying Eli Manning's the answer, but whenever you looked at the skill set they had and they had an opportunity to get Saquon, they were still in a kind of a win mode now with that offense cuz they're so, the rest of their other than Eli the rest of that offense is explosive. You add in Saquon, they're very explosive players. Not Eli, once again, not Eli. But you address offensive line next year, and then the following year, you have a chance to get a two of a Tagovailoa or a From. I mean, one of those guys in the top five picks. Like now, it makes sense for you. To, now but it makes sense for you to wait because those guys, to me, maybe Greer. You know, if Greer comes out this year, yeah, I believe he has to, doesn't he?
1: Greer, yeah. See, well, he doesn't have to. I don't, I but, don't believe but it. But if
2: he comes out or, you know, one of these other top flight uh, quarterbacks, if they come out, okay, yeah, I, I, I'll buy that and address it then. But if you can get an offens- a stud offensive tackle and maybe a good guard in the second round and then address it, address your quarterback the following year, you now go into a win for the next five years mode. I don't
0: think you can wait another year. I think you've got yeah. to address quarterback in round one and pull a bingles and address your line with free agents.
1: Well, that's what they did with Nate Soldier. Though. I mean, they have the highest-paid left tackle in the league right now. The Giants they, do, and they're still a bad line. I don't think they're they're they tor- four, they they're not four. terrible. Eli makes them look worse. He
0: does. He holds the ball too long. If they're not a good line, I'm but not. I, I'm not saying yeah. That, I'm, but, I'm not. But if I'm you put a mobile up. quarterback back there that still has something left in in the old noodle arm, I mean.
1: But, the problem's arm strength at this point.
2: To me, more than like you can't get rid of the ball that quick. You got to let your receivers' route develop a little bit. Not
1: with Odell and Shepard, you know. what I don't. was going to say. I mean, you got the best wide receiver, one of the better wide receiver duos in the league. Plus Evan Ingram,
2: when Evan
0: Ingram comes back, like, and you can't put up more than two hundred passing yards a game, that's that's you have some responsibility. At least fifty percent has to go on Eli. If you want to put fifty on the line, sure. But I'll give you, you can neutralize a bad line with a quarterback that can buy time. If If Ben Roethlisberger's old ass was back there, the Giants are a really good, really good team.
1: Honestly, they're they're a team that's going to be looking at a quarterback in free agency like a Nick Foles or I, I, I mean buy the, that. there's there's going to be a ton of opportunity and I think that's more of where they they need to be with a, an Odell oh. all these names we just mentioned you have all the skill positions you just need a quarterback that's where you go address that in free agency and then you do what you said on the line you start building depth through the draft I'd so.
0: address it in free agency right now and I'm not even joking call Brett Favre
1: yeah, well as bad as <laughs> that'd be, fifty-year-old
0: Brett Favre would be better than Eli right now. He's more mobile than Eli. Yeah, you've seen him in those Wrangler commercials. He gets around just fine.
1: Yeah. As bad as they are, the future's actually bright for it the is. Giants. It, it is. It's Odell's it, locked It's scarily yep. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a bright future for the Giants. Just Ingram's when you in address Shattered. quarterback
2: outside of Odell Beckham, you have a lot of young rookie contracts that are you know skill players allow you to go out. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. talk
0: Eagles real quick because Carson Wentz is apparently back. Corey Clement, like Arms has said plenty of times, looks like the best running back on that team. Stop bar giving Dunn.
2: Wendell Smallwood the ball. Wendell's
0: not that bad, but you don't give him the ball more than Clement. Give Clement the ball.
2: I mean that that that, was, that is maddening to me. They're like, all right, we're going to give it to Smallwood, and he gets two yards, and then he gets three yards, and I'm not saying Clement's going to get you 15, but the possibilities there, and I don't feel like it really is with, with uh, Smallwood.
1: It's not overly perplexing to me. I mean, you have to run two two running backs. And when, Clement, when you keep a Clement fresh, he's explosive. So I I don't hate that they run a small wood out there.
0: No, I just think, you know, it the, the carry like share that. needs to go, you know, it needs to be flip-flopped. But I do one. understand Clement was coming back from injury. They probably took it easy with him. I'm saying next week, if as long as Clement's got a clean bill of health and didn't come out of this game with any nicks or knacks or whatever, Patty Wax. Give it, give him, give him the ball. Give him the bone. Give
2: that dog a bone. Is that what
1: you're saying? Something like that. He still scored all right. Got in the end zone. Caught a few pass. I mean, it's just a typical day at the office for Corey Clement.
0: It did look like a scrimmage of a game, though. Uh, the the Eagles handled business fairly well, easily,
2: and they were playing against someone's JV team.
0: Yes, and Alshon Jeffrey uh, looked like the Alshon Jeffrey that we all scrambled after after his rookie season, trying to trade for him. Alshon looks good. I was thinking that He's last so night. good
1: flowing back to the football. Most of his – well, his first touchdown was in a scramble drill, more or less. He works back to the football as well as any receiver in the league. I mean, he, he's a very heady wide receiver. I mean, he just works well with Carson Wentz. He understands when he's rolling right, I need to move right. And he usually finds an opening. So. And I he's move, just a big move. target. Yeah,
2: huge target, strong guy, you know, great hands. And he he's going to shed off some defenders, and that I mean, to me, Alshon, if, as long as he stays healthy, we're looking at a top ten, maybe even a top five receiver the rest of the year.
0: Red zone threat. I mean, he the dude catches touchdown passes, and he his second year with the Eagles, hopefully healthy. Alshon's always had the talent. We just need everything to line up perfectly, the stars to align, and Alshon to, to finally show that there he's was, one of the. There was to me receivers. a
2: little bit of a worry last year. It's like he didn't look. As fast as he had before, but he was also banged up pretty much consistently with the Bears.
0: And he was first year with the Eagles, new offense. You know, a lot of a lot of factors. Yeah, but I mean he he there.
2: looks he looks efficient right now. Efficient, yeah. fast, explosive. Alshon looks impressive, honestly. Twelve
1: targets, twelve targets last night. Two but two touchdowns. You gotta you gotta love that. That's wide receiver one back in wide receiver one. I don't think he's as explosive as the top end elite guys, but he's he's definitely tier. Tier two, top end of tier yeah. two, which put still is in a wide receiver one.
2: He's a wide receiver one category, and, you know, in that range. And once again, if the touchdowns keep flowing, could, could get in, finish the season from here on out as a uh, top five guy.
0: I agree. Which one of you guys want to give me a beat for this advertisement? A beat? I,
2: <laughs> I have no rhythm. <laughs> all right,
0: that's all I got. Anyways. So this episode is brought to you by by MyBookie.com. If you go to MyBookie.com and you enter the promo code ROW25, you're going to get matched dollar for dollar for your first deposit with MyBookie.com. And if you add the 25 to the end of ROW25, they'll add 25 extra dollars for you to gamble away. With your addiction to gambling.
2: So they, they will match dollar for dollar.
0: Dollar for dollar.
2: And give you $25.
0: And give you $25 if you use the promo code row25.
2: You don't have to spell. You just got to spell row25.
0: No, but if you do go to mybookie.com while going.
2: And it's, by the way, it's row25. Don't spell it 25.
0: No, don't spell it 25. R-O-W-2-5.
2: Row 25.
0: MyBookie.com. Seems Go check G- them out. Seems you can enough. even bet on fantasy stuff. You don't have to just bet on game per yes, game.
2: over and under on, on a fantasy projection. All
0: of it. I think you can even bet on which pair. Uh, no, I shouldn't do that. I was going to say, say something about Mia Khalifa. I want to say, don't Ooh. they do like up, Ooh, to half, up to a halftime
2: stat and then the first half stats, second half to stats, don't they do that as well? Yes.
0: I mean, it, I, there's the options it's are a nearly sp- endless.
2: It's a full sports book.
0: It's a full sports book. That's why it's called MyBookie.com.
2: All right. So, oh. yeah,
0: I like the EE at the end. You guys end of are so
2: good at that. It's pretty nice. On to the next.
0: On to the next. What do you guys want to talk? You want to talk games or our new segment called our Not So Obvious Starts of the Week?
2: Let's go with the Not So Obvious Starts of the Week.
0: Oh, dear. We've got something special in store for you. The format has changed. Oh, boy. It has changed. We are going to bring you. Are not so obvious. Well, listen. Let me just let you let let me let this former wrestling legend break it down for you. It's the not so obvious plays of the week, brother. That's right. We're bringing you the not so obvious plays of the week. Basically, what we're doing here is we're going to give you our not so obvious guys, guys that you're probably not thinking about starting or you're on the fence. Not massive names. Not your start your studs that we've talked about before. And I'm going to lead it off with a QB. And then I'll pass it to whichever one of you want to take it after that. I My not-so-obvious start of the week at quarterback this week is Jameis Winston. And the reason why, one main reason, is the Falcons' terrible defense. Listen, Jameis Winston has Mike Evans, Godwin. Deshaun Jackson, and now another guy that I think is kind of a sleeper this week, Rojo, Ronald Jones, I, not a main, not a massive sleeper. Don't get me wrong. You but, probably have yeah, okay, We'll get so, there. My we'll back we'll My we'll bad. Get there. But Jameis Winston has a pretty full cupboard at the offensive skill positions, and to me. This is going to be one of his better games of the week. The Falcons are just terrible and decimated on D. It's mostly because of injury. But Jameis Winston is a guy that I would queue up without question over quite a few top QBs. And I'll get to one of those guys when we go to our not-so-obvious sits. Jameis Winston, to me, I am playing him in DFS because he's cheaper than a lot of the other guys. I think he's going to put up similar production. Jameis Winston, baby.
2: Uh, My first not-so-obvious start of the week. By the way, I do like Jameis. He's one of my guys, so I I won't go to him. But I am going to go with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton for the shootout potential that we have with the Steelers. I mean, high scoring. We see what Dalton's doing with uh, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. I mean, whenever you add in a healthier Joe Mixon, maybe not full strength quite yet, but it opens up some things, uh, relieves some pressure from Dalton. He's got the players around him to be successful. He does. And, guys, the Steelers' defense just isn't what it used to be. Yeah, did they shut down pretty well, the uh, the Falcons? Yeah, they did, but the Falcons don't have that running game that Joe Mixon provides for the Bengals.
1: He doesn't. I'm going to go with a little theme here for my not-so-obvious plays of the week, starts of the week. I'm going to go out to Denver. Denver's playing the L.A. Rams. Rams have a good defense, but they also have an electric offense. That game's going to get into a mode where Denver has to throw the ball a lot. Case Keenum last week, He Case Keenum is my not-so-obvious star of the week. He Finally, he
0: threw some touchdowns last week. Yeah,
1: yes. he, he threw the ball 51 times against the Jets last week. I expect the Rams to be get up early, Case Keenum and the Denver Broncos to be in comeback mode, and he throws somewhere between 45 attempts or so, approach 300 yards, and probably going to put the football in the end zone a couple times. Case Keenum's super cheap. In a losing effort on the field – but in fantasy land, Case Keenum's going to be banging around top twelve quarterbacks this week just I because of the matchup. Don't
0: hate that call at all, to be
2: honest. You sold it to me. I'm sold. Hey, mm. net with the sell. Hey, I was hesitant on it because I just I look at that Rams defense and I go, God, where's their weakness? They're good. They, they are starting two second string cornerbacks.
0: Their weakness, sadly, is they get up in a hurry and their defensive backs, even though they're good. Get tossed on a ton, and they get worn mm-hmm. out.
1: Yeah, and, and the other thing that their weakness is being Denver good. has. I mean, Denver has a very good wide receiving core that they go three deep with. Whenever you run out, DT Emmanuel Sanders, and then the emergence of Cortland Sutton,
0: Do I expect to further emerge this week. I, I do. Agree.
1: Yeah, I do believe that they're going to have a very. They're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to be involved to put up some points against the Rams. I, the Rams are going to run. It's just a good offense. They're going to be up. Denver's going to be playing from behind. Lots of attempts out there for Case.
0: I like it a lot. Let's uh, go to who the quarterbacks throw to with our next not obvious starts of the week. I really like the Ravens wide receivers. I'm not going to say one or the other. I think John Brown and Crabtree are both going to be fine, and here's the reason why.
2: Way to hedge a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Easy, bro. Sorry. I'm getting ready to tell you why you You're can start
0: more... Crabtree and John Brown this oh, okay. week. okay, okay. You can start them both, and the reason you can start them both is they are facing the Tennessee Titans and the Tennessee Titans in 5 games this season have allowed two 100-yard receivers in two games two times the Titans have given up 100 yards to two different wide receivers two different games they do not have a shutdown corner on that team they have corners that are probably going to be pretty good i like Adoree Jackson Adoree Jackson's
1: really good yeah
0: yeah i'm but He's not elite yet, and the Titans have allowed a lot of passing yards and two two receivers in two games eclipsing the century mark. Yeah, and the Ravens in a bounce-back game. Joe Flacco should be in a bounce-back game. They were terrible last week, and this is one of those offenses that's hit and miss. One week they look terrible. One week they look good. They're due to look good. They're facing a team that'll let two wide receivers burn them, and I like both of those guys, John Brown and Michael Crabtree, to have very startable fantasy games this week.
1: And the Browns Browns defense last week it, that's not a bad defense. They're so, they're emerging. Yes, they're emerging. I mean, they had a down week. They lost against against the Browns, but yeah, bounce back weeks. The thing about Tennessee, though, they have they've held the Jaguars to six points. I mean, it's not a bad total defense. Now they're miss offense, in yeah, my opinion. Well, yeah, Mike Vrabel's off defense is going to grind them out. So. I Hit or miss? You're saying play both of them? I'm saying you can play them both this week. See, I'm gonna go the other way. I think that the
2: the Titans try to control the ball a little bit more.
0: I think they'll it, try to and they'll it, fail. And
2: until I see some some consistent, real solid production from the Ravens receivers, I'm I'm gonna veer away. I, I don't. I'm not. We all know I'm not a huge Joe Flacco fan. He's done all right this year, but I just you know it, he spreads the ball out really well. And to me, who's going to get in the end zone? We all know who's going to get in the end zone. Freaking Buck, Buck Allen. That's who's going to get in the end zone. They're, you know, they're, they're, one of the receivers might come down with, you know, 80 yards receiving, but Buck Allen's going to plunge in from the one for the touchdown.
0: Let me add real quick why the Titans are not going to be successful in grounding it out this week. They are currently 29th in the league in offensive yardage. To me, that plays Derrick Henry, the Deion Lewis. The only guy that can eat up yardage is Corey Davis. And he's not been doing it consistently, game in, game out. The Titans, 29th overall in offense, that that screams Mike Vrabel, Vrabel trying to play a defensive game, and it's just not going to work. It's not going to work against Flacco. Flacco is going to come back with a chip on his shoulder. Probably see the best game out of Michael Crabtree all season.
2: But if you look at the opponents for the uh, the Titans, I mean, they hold the Texans to seventeen points. They hold the uh, Dolphins. To, I mean, Dolphins aren't really super explosive, but they only got twenty seven. They're not semi explosive. Eagles, Eagles <laughs> only got twenty three on them. I mean, the Bills Bills win, but thirteen points. The Jag I mean, that's a fairly. My point is, it's a fairly decent Titans uh, defense. They're not getting a lot of points scored on them. So inconsistent, I mean, though. They 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 are, but they're you know the the points aren't racking up against him. You don't see a forty five point loss, you know forty five points hung against him, which is kind of scary. If you're telling me to start two uh, two wide receivers against them. you,
0: don't need forty five points to be fantasy relevant, baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. We broke them down. We broke him down. Who you got?
0: Wide receiver, not so obvious.
1: You want me to throw one? Uh, I'll give you right off the rip.
2: Chester Rogers, Indianapolis. Ooh,
0: Chester. Back to T. back. Ty's out this
2: week. Yes, back to back weeks. Chester Rogers caught eight balls, eighty-five yards and sixty-six yards. Still no Ty Hilton. Andrew uh, Luck has eyes for Chester Rogers, and it looks like it's going to continue.
1: Tantalizing eyes. Tantalizing. Man, I'm torn. I'm torn on this. I I, I kind of dug deep on this, man. Uh, I I'm stuck. Taylor Gabriel is a very interesting play coming off that monstrous game against the Buccaneers, coming back off the bye. Mitchell Trubisky's hot. That, that offense is hot. Nagy is a very good offensive-minded head coach. Taylor Gabriel's involved. He catches everything to, in his way, but he's not going to be my play. He's my look at him. Look at Taylor Gabriel. Oh, I'm
2: gonna give you more than one. So you, would can, you, just you, look at you him? can talk about
0: Is that David a new
1: Gabriel? segment we gotta have? The
0: just would you just look at it? Yeah, would, yeah. You, would you, you look at
1: it? Just look at that. Just would would you look you, at would it.
0: Would you look at would you look at that?
1: <laughs> Taylor Gabriel, you gotta get him give him a look. I mean, uh Allen Robertson hasn't been the focal point of that, that offensive attack, that passing attack that we thought, neither is Trey Burton. Yeah. Taylor Gabriel went out seven targets, converted seven catches, hundred yards, and touchdown in the uh, week four win again they had the bye. It's it's kind of a hot Bears offense to go with a shutdown defense and, and Taylor Gabriel's kind of pitching and catching with uh Mitchell Trubisky. At this point though, you want to throw another one out?
2: Oh I'm throwing out several.
1: You want no, me to roll? No,
0: I'm good. I'm I'm giving you, you know, your uh, I want position by position for me
1: oh
2: i've got multiple oh god let, my... let
1: me get to my boy real go, quick get, dude. talk
2: about your boy and i'll go you, you know it
1: kiki do you love me because i'm right dude, i thought ab- i thought about kiki
2: the show,
0: doing, boss, you me.
1: dude you you talk about a guy coming into week four his first nfl start getting 15 targets follows it up the next week gets seven targets converts six catches gets in the end zone As a wide receiver, two or three. Man, dude's electric. The dude is electric. He catches everything thrown his way. And I think that Houston Texans offense is starting to hum, man. He's had 22 targets in his first two games. Coming out against the Bills, expect him to have 10 targets, man. I know that's high. I know that's a little out there, but it's not crazy. It's absolutely not crazy, man. Look at Kiki Q T, man. He is not obvious, but he is a start this week very cheap in DFS. Also. Oh, and Will
0: Fuller's not really putting up the numbers right now. Bang
1: they're both came banged out, up. Came out came
0: out a little hot, but Kiki's going to be more consistent with giving you a safer floor.
1: And my biggest thing, go back to the touchdown. If you watch the touchdown against the Titans or against the Cowboys, it was just on a touch a, a touch pass, jet sweep, more or less a little touch handoff and he goes around the end. They involve it's him. Just they involve him touch. in this offense. They have plays for him. I mean, Kiki Coutee has his own plays within the Houston Texans offense. To me, that's all you want, man. I mean, he's doing the things that they thought uh, Braxton Miller was going to do whenever they drafted him, and Miller never panned out. And Kiki definitely is. He's already showing up. And it's just really, he's a natural wide receiver. Absolutely, I mean, that, that's what it is. I don't so think he's going to have a job. Oh. Now, now, week seven against the Jaguars, I'm going to lay off him, but against the Bills. Start him. Start Kiki Kuti. Kiki.
2: My next guy, Equinemius St. Brown. His same situation as last week. The same players are injured, doubtful or questionable. We're already out. One of those
0: guys looks likely to play. I think Geronimo. Geronimo, Geronimo he's,
2: he's still questionable.
0: I think is going to play.
2: Okay, but I mean. He's still going to be wide receiver three and yeah. he proved himself. Five targets. Three catches, eighty-nine yards. Didn't what about, he, what did, about the Marquez valdez scatling? He's he's gonna be an okay play as well, I think, but I, I feel like Saint Brown showed enough to where he's gonna he's earning trust with Aaron Rodgers. You know, Rodgers likes to move the or spread the ball around and you have some monsters out there in, you know, Saint Brown uh valdez scantling jimmy graham those guys are all big red zone targets and it wouldn't surprise me if any of the three or two out of the three and came down with a uh, touchdown this week
1: devonta gets his 100 yards and he's got to spread the ball somewhere else you know they're a pass first offense have been for the last five six seven years so i'll give you a couple do you have any more you want to add no i'll give you a couple more no. quick
2: hits Albert Wilson, his low point on the season, 6.8 points. Then 13.5, 23, which one of them was a return touchdown. Then over 9, over 9, and his target shares are increasing.
0: Some of these guys I've got on my game calls, Albert Wilson is one of them, so I agree with you
2: there. I think, I mean, he's six targets the last two weeks in a row. He's earning that trust from Tannehill. Tannehill needs to find someone he knows he can dump it off to. And Wilson is looking like that guy. I've said it before. He's a poor man's Tyreek Hill. The reason he didn't pan out in Kansas City is because they had Tyreek Hill. And I'm sorry, I called it all off season and during the season.
0: Reports have it that Devontae Parker's on the block. Oh, it, and he it should be he should they, be. They don't need him. No, well, they need somebody, but it's not him.
2: I think that somebody is at this point is going to be Albert Wilson. I mean, they've different
1: got... body types, but they need a guy who can get open. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And uh, I did like the uh, very limited, very limited, but. Now think about this. Curtis Samuel blew up the preseason. Who? Okay, Curtis Samuel, Carolina. <laughs> who? <laughs> last, Come on. last. No, hear me. Hear me out. Curtis Martin. Whenever they needed a first down, he was the first look and who they targeted at the very end of the game last week.
0: It was that, was that his first target at the no, end of the game. <laughs> but he,
2: he had, I think he had four targets. Uh, he caught two of them, for thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. I mean, they, they've got no one else is really killing it. Out there, outside of Christian McCaffrey, they gotta give that kid some relief. They have to. Give and I somebody, think Curtis Samuel targets. is the guy who they're going to give him the relief with. It mm. wouldn't surprise me if he had five carries. Running backs, running backs, let's
1: go. Lead us off there, bark You've been so quiet.
2: Well, I wasn't expecting arms to have seventeen
0: receivers. That's <laughs> me Not obvious starts of the week. Well, whenever you said I three, between... I
2: thought we talked about three per position. My bad.
0: Hey, I gave three all in the Ravens. Go ahead and start Michael Campanaro, too. I don't even know if he plays for me. Just kidding. Anyways, uh, you guys were talking about the Packers, uh, you know, passing game, start ESB if you can involve this game. I- I'm going the opposite direction this week. Play running back? I think you – I think a not obvious start of the week is going to be a running back. I think that the Packers against the Niners, I think that the Packers can get up early. I think Aaron Rodgers is feeling better than he has all season evident from the last game, and I think I think they're going to come out of the gate hot. The Packers are going to come out of the gate looking like the Packers from the past four to five years, scoring on people, running up the score, and I think by halftime the Packers are going to have this game sealed, and I think that Aaron Jones is going to be an absolutely fantastic start this week. I said the same thing last week, and he put up good yards per carry, but he didn't get the volume. I think he gets the volume this week, and I think Aaron Jones is somebody that you must consider over another guy, I'm getting ready to discuss in a not so obvious sits.
2: My my not so obvious start this week is actually Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay. Rojo. Listen, Rojo. Atlanta Rojo. gets torched by running backs just look at all the games they've had so far this year. Their running backs are catching the ball out of the backfield a ton, getting some decent yardage on them on the ground. Atlanta gets just annihilated. Ronald Jones is a, is a good play this week, especially if you got like an Alvin Kamara on a bye week.
0: Can we go ahead and add a sound clip to Ronald Jones since his name is Rojo? Go back a little Wizard of Oz. Rojo. 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 I
1: like it. Rojo.
0: Rojo.
1: Ah, You brought me into that easy, man. That was beautiful. I like Rojo
0: this week as well. That sounded
2: so planned.
0: It did, but it never is. Folks, it never is. It's never planned. Literally,
2: our entire show is completely (laughs) ad-lib. It is
0: (laughs) absolute bull garbage. I'm just kidding. We do prepare somewhat, but not hardcore. Because we already have this stuff in our minds. We know what we're talking about. But Rojo, arms, I love it. I think Rojo's going to – if he's not catching balls, he's going to get whatever little run game they muster up. It's going to be Rojo. They have no reason to revert back to Peyton Barber or Peyton Hillis or whatever it's one game wonder. I mean, it's over. That It's totally over. I love Rojo this week. I love Rojo for the rest of the season. If you have suffered at running back all year long and have the injury bug or – you know, a case of the Kenyon Drakes or a case of the Alex Collins. I think Rojo is going to be somebody that's going to be just fine from here on out. I mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm.
1: My running back, man, I'm going to get killed on this because I'm just naming players off my team. But another good <laughs> matchup, and it's going to stick with my theme of play players, uh, play fantasy play players, play fantasy matchups. In, in shootouts or or when they're playing teams that have all, that are offensively gifted I'm going to go back to the Denver Broncos against the LA Rams Philip Lindsay it's time to he's number 20 overall in most formats that makes him a running back too he outtouches Royce Freeman 2 to 1 he he gets the yards per carry he's involved in the passing game and again they're going to be down to the Rams Case Keatum is going to throw the ball downfield, but he's also going to check it down. Philip Lindsay's gonna heavily involved in the passing game when they need him. But he also can break a run. He he breaks runs for 10, 15, 20 yards at a time, can get into the end zone. I like Philip Lindsay not only in this game, but is it as consistent as he has been. The his only bad game, he got kicked out of it for punching a guy.
0: Oh, tantalizing. Okay.
1: Punching a guy. I like it. 2 you to 1 have, a 2 to 1 2 to 1 touches over Royce Freeman we're talking we're pit.
0: talking total touches like carries and receptions. Right? carries and receptions. Okay. it was 15,
1: okay. 15 to 8 last week i like it
0: arms you have anybody else to add you have 17 more running backs there buddy
2: i've got several
1: uh, i will actually
2: go um you know? Bilal Powell Bilal Powell against Bilal Powell. a pretty rough Colt, Bilal, Colts defense. That's Bilal. not a, that's not an overly talented defense. Yes, they do have Darius Leonard back, it looks like it's going to be. They've
0: got super athlete uh, Isaiah
2: Crowell. I know they have Crowell. Super athlete. But, hey, he um, Bilal Powell had 99 yards last week on the ground. I mean, two people, two backs can coexist in that offense. Because they have to. They have to. But the more effective one in over the course of five games so far has actually been Bilal Powell. Now, two of the games, obviously, it's been Crowell, but the rest of them, it's been Powell. And I mean, his low point on the season's uh, seven and a half points. But other than that, over nine, you know, for two out of the uh, five games, and one of them, he had 20 and a half points.
1: Are
0: are either of you going to stand by Isaiah Crowell, uh, Crowell for the rest of the season? I will not. You're not going to stand by him?
1: Negative. He's a running back, too. I'll stand by him as a running back, too. I mean, he's a legitimate threat to score 15 points every week at this point. I mean, so you Isaiah, would
0: say Isaiah Cruel is your man now?
1: I would take him on my fantasy squad. I'd play him in DFS. Stand by, I'm saying.
0: Super athlete Isaiah Crowell
1: When nights are
0: cold checking lonely. out the song like, man, I've got
1: To, to listen to this later Alright, alright That's enough Nothing That's like enough. some Tammy Wynett in the middle of a fantasy football show
0: Hey, we're that kind of show
2: Dude, Crowell's just such trash can- <laughs> No,
1: but he's, he's got to
0: get Gary now. He, he, I it, mean, he's actually producing, just not consistently. I, but who is besides Gurley? And you know, I mean, who is consist consistently producing week in, week out at the running back? Position? Like I don't even just Gurley.
1: I, I mean, it's I, Gurley. I, but look, Alvin Kamara had his down point of the season. I mean, yeah, you're right, man. You're it's right. tough. It's Kamara's kind of a
2: weird play. Yeah, but Crowell. I mean, he did the first hundred yards he got was against the Lions. Trash. And the, the Broncos have been getting torched by running backs. He had 219 yards on 15 carries. That is very flukish numbers. Flukish. Very fl- I mean, if you have 15 carries, 219 yards, how do you not have three touchdowns? Because you had to, I mean, based on what his body of work is, you know he had 12 carries for 10 yards, and the rest of them should have went for six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's just explosive. I never thought I'd say that about him. He's just explosive. Yeah. Uh, we compared
1: him to a dumpster uh, fire. We did. Uh, so instead, bad. he's I, setting
0: the field on fire with his shifty, quick
2: feet. I stand by yeah. that. This this is the last week. If you've got Isaiah Crowell, roll him out this week, and then trade, trade, trade. Because you're going to be like, look, two weeks in a row over 100 yards. Man, I don't he know. Is, you, so. I don't
0: know if you can get the value out of him to trade him at this point. I, you might just have to roll with him. Yeah, out but
2: but look at what's coming: the Vikings, the Bears, the Dolphins. Uh B- pesky Bills, bye week. The Patriots, the Titans, the Bills again, the Texans, the Packers, the Patriots. I mean, that's tough sledding, that's tough sledding from here on out. He's, tough, he's, tough, sledding. tough sledding. He's had he's a cupcake schedule up to this point.
0: Let's talk tight ends. Not um, so obvious. I had
1: one more. Go ahead. Let me. Don't forget about Chris Thompson with the Washington Redskins. I he, done not forgot about him. He, he's a PPR monster. Uh, when he when he gets the th- ball thrown his way, he catches it. And against the Panthers, I expect the Panthers to shut down any sort of inside running game, and Chris Thompson to emerge as a swing pass screen guy and go for six or seven receptions. I
0: like the analysis, Arms. When uh, the pass comes his way, he catches
2: it. You're yes. welcome. Thank, like, thanks,
1: John Madden. <laughs> That's Boom! A,
2: here's a guy that when he, he runs, it. he goes faster. A pal. A pal. Here's, here's a guy. A guy that when he catches the ball, he gets a reception.
1: Oh, he, my he,
0: good he, lord. Here's he, a guy when he crosses the, the plane, he gets a touchdown.
1: Which plane? Who's the end talking? zone plane. Yeah, he's, yeah, whatever. I was looking at his receptions to targets. He only dropped, like, he had 14 targets, caught 13 of them. I'm just saying, he's a good, he has good hands. Well, luckily, when, his running, coach,
0: luckily when his running backs coach put on his headphones, he hears stuff.
1: It, he's Uh-oh. literally the best receiver on that team
0: i like to catch the football i like it to catch it when he's just throwing it to me <laughs> i didn't right you ready oh yeah all right not oh, obvious oh, yeah. don't like, make them obvious not obvious oh, mine's not obvious can't be obvious no travis kelsey's in here mine's not obvious okay
1: is it austin hooper
0: no. it's austin hooper oh, god go ahead then
2: it's austin freaking hooper oh lord
0: the buccaneers, he's a top 10 he's becoming the, obvious the
2: buccaneers have allowed 86 yards in touchdown to trey burton 112 yards and touchdown to Vance, yeah Vance McDonald, 11 catches for 94 yards to Ertz. The down point was four for 44 for Watson, and that's still eight and a half points.
1: This is awesome. He's an Austin Hooper fan. He's an
2: Austin Hooper I fan. I hate Austin Hooper, but this is a week you're going to oh, play, man, and you're going you to love your life <laughs> playing you <what>. Austin Hooper.
0: <laughs> you know what, Austin Hooper, you get you get another run. Uh, Stand by him. He's been
1: with him all season. All season.
0: <laughs> Austin Hooper fan. Oh, I hate Austin stand, Hooper. Stand God, by I your hate man Austin arms. Hooper. Oh, goodness. I, I mean, sadly, he is a top tight, top 10 tight end right now. So uh, is, is it obvious? No, because he's still inconsistent. But in this trash landscape of tight ends, just like Isaiah Crowell, even Austin Hooper can be relevant.
2: Austin Hooper will lead tight ends this
1: week. He'll be no less than top three. I hate to say that,
2: but it's true.
0: That's brisk, baby.
1: Oh, man. My tight end, I'm just going to go try to find a receiver for Dak. (laughs) I'm just going to go out on a limb. Oh, they're playing the Jaguars. They're going to get absolutely destroyed, but I think maybe – Maybe Jeff Swain? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Jeff Swain? Not a confident and definitely not obvious. Uh, Not obvious,
0: no. But his his production's upticked a little bit.
1: Last game, every time they threw him the ball, he caught it. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> hard hitting analysis over there. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I'm gonna go back to the first point, kind of, kind of joking about that. They need to find someone for Dak. I mean, at this point, Jeff Swaim could could be their best receiver. I don't know. Like it's just atrocious. They have
2: stat. to address oh, quarterback in the off season. Uh,
0: let's knock these offensive guys out so we can go back to to go to our not obvious sits of the week. I got Mike Gasecki. And the reason being is
2: Jeez, slow
0: slow uptick in targets, slow uptick in production. and Slow
2: tight end. And the Chicago
0: strange. Bears have allowed a touchdown to the tight end in the last three games. So I think Gusecki has a good shot, not to put up a monster game, but to put up that four for 56 in a touchdown game. Bark Bank, four, 56, and a touchdown.
2: And we, we love Gusecki's talent. I, I'll give you one more. Cameron Brait. He's Jameis Winston's favorite target. Back to back weeks. He's got three balls. When I'm being a touchdown, that's the first place Jameis Winston looks in the end zone. Jeez. Would you stop hitting the mic? Listen, quit I quit hitting the table. I understand that my analysis is hard hitting, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to abuse your mic. I mean, he's averaging twelve points over the last two
1: weeks. Whoa, arms. Whoa. Whoa. All right, you
0: guys ready for the not so obvious it's of the week? Let's let's do this. Let's crank it out. Boo. Oh, yeah. It's the not so obvious Sits of the Week. Okay. All right. The not so obvious Sits of the Week. I'll lead it off. The reason I was talking about Jameis Winston being a not so obvious start is because I think if you are a Philip Rivers owner or you could sub Philip Rivers out for Jameis Winston in DFS or maybe Jameis is on your waiver wire uh, in your redraft leagues, he's not going to be on waiver wire in Dynasty. I think that Phillip Rivers is your not-so-obvious sit of the week. I hate to bet against Phillip Rivers, but I'm going to go back to something that Niddle said earlier, actually. I did? that. You did. They faced the Browns. The Browns have an emerging defense. Here's what the Browns have done over the course of four out of five games this season. They held Joe Flacco Joe? TD-less on 56 attempts. Oh, the Browns did this. Wow. Sam Darnold, they held him TDless, two interceptions. By the way, Flacco had an interception against the Browns. Drew Brees, though he had an okay game, the Browns held this monstrosity of an offense and Drew Brees to a very modest 243 yards. He did throw two touchdowns, but that's modest for Drew Brees. They also held Ben Roethlisberger to one touchdown and picked him off three times. I think the Browns have an emerging defense. I think that their first-round rookie draft pick out of Ohio State has been nothing short of fantastic. And I think that Phillip Rivers is a not-so-obvious sit. I'm sitting him. I'd take Jameis Winston off the waiver wire over Phillip Rivers this week.
1: Agree 100%. uh, Denzel Ward has been a shutdown corner. They get pressure nonstop out of Miles Garrett, and the linebackers are really good. That's a beautiful call there. I, I love it. Well, I
2: mean, considering it was the call I was going to make, and now
1: I have to oh, change it. Oh, come
2: on! Yeah, no, it was just
0: toss shoot it, Blake Bortles. It,
2: it, well, Blake Bortles is kind of an obvious sit of the week, anyway. Um, no, actually, I, I love that pick. I, I do think the Browns are emerging, um, and they're getting great pressure. So, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna God, be, I, I should have. I'm gonna make a clip you're right, out of that? You're right.
1: You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely. Let him go. Niddle. on you, brother. So I'm, I'm going to roll with Kirk Cousins this week. He's been kind of up and down this this season already and they're playing an Arizona Cardinals defense who shuts down quarterbacks. Some big names they've already shut down this year. Russell Wilson didn't have a great game. I'll say Mitchell Trubisky, he's been better, but he was bad against the Cardinals. The other thing with that is they've been ter- the Cardinals defense have been terrible against the run and then I think this is the game for Dalvin Cook to kind of take off a little bit. The Minnesota Vikings to start establishing a little bit more of a run game. Yes, they still have Diggs and Thielen and, and all the weapons on the outside. But again, the Cardinals are soft in the middle of the field. They don't have a defensive line. They're figuring out their linebackers. Hey, Minnesota game plan should be run the ball right at that defense because they have the good secondary. They have the Buda Baker in the secondary. They have Patrick Peterson outside. They have a good secondary. Go ahead and take a look if you got a better option at quarterback, maybe maybe fluctuate here, sit Kirk, play your other guy, James Winston. So my not so obvious hit of the week is actually going to be Flacco.
2: You know, I, I said it earlier. I think the Titans are a little bit better defense than we expected. You know, they're not allowing a ton of points get against them in most games. I mean, Flacco started the year hot and he he was looking like an every week starter, um, three touchdowns, two touchdowns. Then he starts screwing up a little bit against the Broncos and. Bounce back a little bit against Steelers, and then the Browns just pretty much shut him down. I mean, yeah, he had 300 yards, but no touchdowns and one interception. I think the Titans have that kind of a defense to where, you know, the defensive backs are good enough to hamper a Joe Flacco touchdown fest. It's yeah. just not going to happen.
1: And Barker talking pre-show. I mean, there's not a lot of bad matchups for quarterbacks this week. So Joe Flacco, not necessarily an obvious start. But, I mean, it, you're going to have a better option than well, Joe Flacco this week. With, so yeah, stare the, away from Especially him.
2: with being bye weeks. He might have been the starter you had up to this point. Especially if, you know, for the first few weeks, you were down on what uh, Russ Wilson was do, doing. I like it.
0: Not so obvious start of the week at running back for me. I mentioned it a little earlier, and very vaguely, but Joe Mixon, to me, is a guy that I am considering. Considering? I'm considering. I'm not definitely sitting him, but I am considering sitting Mixon for this reason. The Steelers' defense, albeit they are bad, but I've said it before, they're bad against the pass. When it comes down to it, and don't get me wrong, none of these running backs are as talented as Joe Mixon. But the Steelers held Atlanta to 62 total yards on the ground. They have some pretty good running backs. Tevin Coleman, Edo Smith, not that bad. They held Baltimore to 96 yards. I know that's not fantastic, but they held them to 96. All of the running backs combined to 96. They held Tampa Bay to 63 yards. That's pretty easy. I get that. But what else they have not done all season long? They have not had they have not let a running back get hundred yards on them. The Steelers haven't, really? and over the last four games, week two through five, they have not. They have let one touchdown happen. That was to Ido Smith, but they've gave up one touchdown on the ground since week one.
1: Grudge match too. Grudge match. Steelers are going to be out for some blood, trying to turn their season around, start to get on track. Hey, that, that I'm not a fan of the Steelers defense. But then again,
0: that offense is going to make it hard for Cincy to run this week, in my opinion.
1: I'm going to go back. I'm I'm going to bring this guy up because it's a talking point, just in general fantasy football world. Jordan Howard, man, up, down, non-existent, more or less, in a blowout. Rough rough go. in, In week four blowout win against the Buccaneers, he had 25 yards rushing on 11 attempts. I mean, he was just non-existent. Comes out against the Dolphins this week, fresh off the bye. And I think it's Tyreek's game. I think they like what he offers. Again, going back to that dynamic type running back, Tyreek Cohn is what you want in the backfield on this Charles Nagy offense. And and, and kind of Jordan Howard just taking a backseat, just uh, grind it out late in the second half with a league guy. I don't like Jordan Howard moving forward, period, and especially against a Dolphins team that's trying to control tempo, slow down the game, limit possessions. I don't think it's going to be the volume's going to be there for Jordan Howard. I don't think the uh, the share of the backfield load's going to be there with Tyreek going, uh, emerging.
0: Yeah, I don't like Howard this week either.
1: My not so
2: obvious. And uh, H- Howard's maddeningly inconsistent. He seems like he always finishes in round 10 ish, but it's like he's almost the Eli Manning of. of uh, yeah, he's going to have, have his but bl- the up. Well, he doesn't have that kind of upside, you know, in, in the running back position,
1: but yeah. No, I I'm truly looking. don't love him going forward all season long, but he's going to have bright spots here and there. I mean, when he gets into the end zone, he's going to score well. I mean, it's obvious, but uh, he's going to have a lot of down games where he's not involved in the passing game and just can't get the yards per carry up. Hey,
2: Arms. yo, Say Todd Gurley. That's your not obvious set of the week. It's, it's not Todd Do it. It's Just not, say Todd Gurley. It's not Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually David Johnson, someone that I know that you've been high on. It seems like regardless, David Johnson it gets it done. He gets into the end zone over and over again. Waiting we, for the big game. Yeah, but this is a good Vikings defense that he's playing against. It's a, you know maybe a little bit of bend but don't break type defense. Maybe they allow some yards, but I don't think they're going to allow anyone to go walk into the end zone. I think if they're going to score, it's got to be through the air. Can David Johnson catch the ball? Yeah, but not like he used to. You know he's not catching out of the backfield and being that dangerous threat, you know, on swing passes like he was before. I think if the uh, if the Cardinals won, I think they're going to be behind quickly, so it kind of eliminates him a little bit on the ground almost immediately. And I think that in order to be in the game, that's where they're going to have to get uh, Christian Kirk involved. They're going to have to get Fitz involved. Um, Ricky Seals Jones. Those are the players you're going to be watching for to have production. It's not going to be Johnson.
0: No tenacious D this week.
2: I'll give you another one. Hit me. This is just matchup because I think game flow is going to remove him from the game. I'll, I'll veer away if I have a better option for both Denver running backs. Ooh. That's a darn good Rams defense.
1: It's a good Rams defense, but my thing with him making Phillip Lindsay a not obvious start of the week is he's involved in the passing game. And, eh. I mean, gonna, they're going to be I throwing. It. I get it. Yeah, they're they're going to be throwing the ball. To me, Philip Lindsay is going to get like five receptions plus forty to fifty yards rushing, which would be a low for yeah. him on the season. So I think he still turns in a pretty decent day.
2: But if you, to me, if you have Philip Lindsay, you probably have someone who's a little bit "quote unquote" more premium. Yeah. Because you didn't have to pay a lot to get Philip Lindsay, and he's just been a bright spot on your roster up to this point. Uh, to me, Philip Lindsay at max is a, is a flex this week.
0: Let's uh let's switch it on up to wide receivers. I'll give you my not-so-obvious start of the week, and even though he has sit been... Sit of the
2: week. Sit of the week. Already or, start. I'm
0: sorry, my not-so-obvious sit of the week. Even though he's been trending downward here recently, I don't think it's time to start him yet. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is going against Ooh. a Patriots defense that is not great, but the Patriots defense has been making opposing offenses spread the ball around to get yards on them. And if there's one thing that hurts Tyreek Hill is when Patty Mahomes has to spread the ball around. If he doesn't just focus on Tyree Kill. And I'll tell you who is killing the Patriots. It's the tight end every week that's killing the Patriots. So I think Kelsey is your big play in Kansas City this week. I think Tyree Kill, you could consider sitting him if you've got another wide receiver that has a prime matchup. I'm not ready to throw Tyree Kill back in there as a definite start yet. So he's my not obvious sit.
1: Kind of going wide receiver three numbers rather than what you expect out of him, which is wide receiver one. Exactly. High-end wide receiver three. I think
0: I think Kelsey gets it done, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a little Chris Conley siding again.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat on mine. I'm going Keenan Allen, what you talked about earlier. Denzel Ward going to be matched up with him all game long. And the Browns, again, wanting to control tempo, wanting to play those ugly grudge matches, going into overtime, trying to win the game at the buzzer. I think they're going to be able to limit what not only Phillip Rivers does, but that in turn trickles down to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, I expect to have a very low reception game, low yardage game, and, and not find the end zone. He's only found the end zone once this season, and that was week one.
0: Not a, not a bad call there either because it supports one of my calls. So
2: I 100% agree with you with Keenan Allen because the Denzel Ward factor is real. Denzel Ward is quickly emerging as one of the best shutdown corners in the game.
0: Denzel. Going to close the book of Eli on Keenan this week. Arm suit who you got as your not obvious sit of the week at wide receiver?
2: It, it's the guy you always – he's always been for like 15 years now, it seems like, a top 10 receiver. Mm-hmm. But time seems to be catching up with him, and I think he's starting to get past on, on his own team. And I'm that's, not
1: starting this game. Larry
2: Fitzgerald. Good. Nope. I think Fitz has to get to your bench at this point. Uh, I just traded Fitzgerald straight up for Keelan Cole. Straight up across the board for, oh, Ke- okay. for Keelan Cole in the league. Because I don't believe that Fitz is going to produce pretty much for the rest of the year. I mean, his high point this year, 10 targets for 76 yards. He's pretty much regressed the other way with targets. 10, 5, 2, Bumped up to seven targets, but only had three catches. Last week, he only had three targets.
1: They don't throw the ball either.
2: Yeah, three targets. A rookie, I'm not ready to trust the quarterback there, but I'm not ready to trust Fitz this week. Get him off of your bench. Like I said, if you've got a Keelan Cole, if you can trade Fitz for a Keelan Cole or even a D.D. Westbrook, I'm doing
0: it. Digging back into the past episode vault, I still believe in that connection of Rosen to Christian Kirk from their Nike camp together.
1: That was going deep at the time. And to continue that trend. All right. The his out of his fifteen attempts that he does, <laughs> eight of them are going to Kirk. That, there you go. They just don't attempt to throw the ball. Yeah, they got up early this last game. But they're not gonna they're gonna protect Josh Rosen as long as he's the starter. And going back to a little Larry Fitzgerald story, got him in my ten teamer, full defense. I got the Bears defense. They were on a bye. I dropped Larry Fitzgerald for a defense.
2: wow! well in a ten teamer, <laughs> everyone's to good. Keep, yeah. To... I can't blame you there. I'm with you though. No, then, I'm with you.
1: That's that's where Larry Fitzgerald is to me. I dropped him for a bi week defense. And then I dropped the bi week defense for Christian Kirk.
2: I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: I'm surprised Kirk
2: was there. I, I mean I know it's a 10 teamer
1: but Ten teamer. Man. Okay. That's
2: ten-teamer.
1: it that's that's literally how far Larry Fitzgerald's stock has dropped and and you hope it's there that he can write out his career on a high note or at least a decent note, but uh, uh it ain't looking good. but, but situationally is, it's it's not even really him. It, it's situation. You and were paying a... the
2: price to get Larry Fitzgerald and it wasn't high. It was usually it, yeah. it wasn't real high, but you had him as a starter. You paid at least wide receiver three prices. You were hoping
0: for elite wide receiver three numbers out of a thirty some year. I mean,
2: right now I'm playing Curtis Samuel, no doubt about it, over Larry Fitzgerald. Who is Curtis Samuel?
0: I'm not playing Curtis Samuel. He had a better week. He had a better week last week. I'm pretty sure his own percentage in all Yahoo leagues is point zero (laughs) two because Arms has him in one league.
2: (laughs) No, my point is he's Fitz is bad right now, and. I'm not. I'm not willing to
1: have him on my team the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm starting Kiki Kuti over him this week. Absolutely. I. I mean, there's it's, Kiki. Do you it's love so cool. me? Cause Larry don't. Larry don't. He ain't been good to
0: me this year. He don't love me. Yeah. Let's switch it over to tight ends. Unless one of you guys have another receiver. Yep. As your not so obvious sit of the week, tight ends. I'm gonna kick it right off with Jared Cook in Oakland. I know I've been a Jared Cook truther. I do like Jared Cook a lot, but he's a yo yo. Up L- down, listen, up I, everybody's a yo-yo this year except for Todd Gurley. Everyone's a little bit inconsistent except for those Minnesota receivers. But Jared Cook is facing a Seattle defense that, let's be honest, kind of sucks. But if there's one thing Seattle does have going for them on defense, it's Bobby Wagner and Shaquem Griffin and company that are able to cover the tight end. They yep. They can't cover receivers. They cannot do that. But they can cover the tight end, and Jared Cook is going to have a difficult time against them. I think Amari Cooper is going to go off in this one because he's the ultimate yo-yo, and he's had a couple downs. It's time for an up. Jared Cook gets covered by the linebackers and doesn't see more than six targets, four catches, 40-some
2: yards. Which might be wide receiver 12.
0: Tight end 12. <laughs> or I mean, tight, end, yes. tight end 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Austin I mean, Hooper sad, will beat uh, him. But by a landslide, he's going to be number one.
1: Hoop who he gotten hit i'm gonna go jordan reed i mean not he hasn't that he's, done much has he not that he's been he had not been bad though again going back to that no. tight end landscape he's actually number 12 in most formats with a bye week in there so he's actually been all right surprisingly but uh, against the panthers just too much talent on the line in the linebacking core in the secondary, he's going to be covered up most of the game. Expect to be an ugly one for the Redskins' offense, as it should be for the rest of the season. Yeah, I that's agree. my total analysis there. Alex he's,
0: Smith is okay, but man, those receivers just
1: receivers just are bad. Nothing. Jordan Reed's not a focal point anyway of, of that passing attack, and which is weird out of Alex
0: Smith, you know, led offense. But
1: yeah, expect expect Jordan Reed to be covered up most of the game.
0: Give us tight end arms, and then we'll get to these uh, game calls.
1: I'm going to go
2: with uh, Kyle Rudolph. You know, it just it, more than anything, it's the low scoring of which the uh, Arizona holds the other teams typically. And if they're going to get anything going, it's going to be with Stephon Diggs. It's going to be with Adam Thielen. You know, who's going to cover Rudolph? Is it going to be Buddha Baker? Um, Rudolph loses. Is it going to be Amanda Bynes' brother, Josh? Rudolph loses. Is, yeah. it, is it going to be Hassan Reddick? Rudolph probably loses that.
1: Reddick's coming on a little bit. You know, bit I mean, he—they're they, trying to figure out that linebacking core. So,
2: but they—they've yes. got some talent out there enough enough to neutralize a Kyle Rudolph, in my opinion. Right. And he, guys, he's—he's he's just no longer a focal point like he's been in the past.
0: Indeed, I agree with that a hundred percent. Now let's
2: uh, touch on some IDP real quick before we get into these game calls. Mm. All right, so
0: IDP.
1: Uh,
2: so I've got a few guys at each position, just that have emerged over the past couple weeks. Emergence, and some of them who you know are emerging based on you know uh, injury or whatever it may be, like Tedrick Thompson. He's uh, he's Earl Thomas's replacement. Like the old Tedrick Sh- showed quite well last week. You know what? I, no reason to believe he's not going to get plenty of tackles this week, filling in that role. I like, it. It. I
0: like the plenty of tackles number. It's a good number. Plenty. I mean,
2: he I think plenty. he had seven or eight tackles. Hey, I didn't, you I didn't write down this. every stat. So uh, Jordan Lucas, Eric Murray's hurt. Eric. Barry's hurt. Both of them are out. Jordan Lucas, back-to-back weeks, I believe had over 14 points. He's going back-to-back. Back. So Ooh. he's starting again at the safety role in uh, in KC. I expect him to continue to have that high production. Um, one of the players that Chad hates, I know he hates, but Malik Hooker has arrived. Ugh. Malik Hooker has arrived. <laughs> I'm just playing. Quincy Anunwa catches a lot of balls. That's in the middle of the field. Malik Hooker's going to get several tackles. I'm not sure about any interceptions this week, but he is still playing against a rookie quarterback. And then lastly, uh, Anthony Levine for Baltimore. Uh, in Adams, a- brother. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Playing against the Titans uh, in three weeks in a row, seven and a half points, thirteen and a half points, nine points, you know, trending in the right direction. He's a productive guy, even though he's not. I don't believe he's in a full-time starting role at this point. Kicking over to the uh, the defensive ends. Um, you got Jaron Reed for the Seahawks. I uh, went 10-10-5 and five in the last three weeks, playing against a very, very sackable Derek Carr. Uh, Melvin Ingram, you've been having him on your bench here recently. Why? Because he hasn't done anything really for the first three or four weeks. He showed up last week. No reason to believe he's not going to continue to do this this week. And uh, Marcus Hunt and uh, Jabal Sheard, both for Indy. We've said before, Indy, does, they lack star power, but I think they're going to be able to get it done against the rookie quarterback for the Jets. On onto the linebackers, you got Jayon Brown playing against the Ravens in back-to-back weeks, went over 15 points and emerging had emerging player and had two sacks in that time frame. Avery Williamson for the Jets, not a weekly starter, someone you're always happy to have as your as your number three guy, but you usually look at it like matchup dependent. But don't look now, 22 and a half points, 14 and a or 14.25, and then 12 points. I mean, that's consistency. That's what you want out of a linebacker, one or two. Not necessarily just linebacker three. Get Avery Williamson in and feel comfortable starting him. And then, of course, Chad's boy, Christian Kirksey, he is back. He arrived last week. I mean, he played before, but, man, he showed back up on the scene in a big way last week. Just uh, been hurt, been yeah. nicked
1: up, bad matchups. Yep.
2: Getting back in, he's going to be fine going forward for the rest of the season.
1: Let me add a
0: couple linebackers to you that are not so obvious to me. Hassan Reddick is coming on, and Leighton Vander Esch, Sean Lee's out again, and we saw what Leighton Van can do when Sean Lee's out last week.
2: Van, Van Der Esch, I don't think he's giving that job back.
1: No, he, and they, and he shouldn't. And, and that defense has to to be a good defense. He's going to give them their best opportunity to be what they need to sh- to to protect that Dak led offense. And if
2: if any of you guys listened to our shows during the off season when we were talking about rookies, we talked about Van Der Esch possibly doing this at some point in the season. It's he, time. He is Sean Lee's replacement. He's Sean Lee ten years younger. I mean, he's the same guy, and he looks like he's got that same nose for the football. Great football IQ. Vandersh is he's emerging not as not nicked up and younger. Yeah, he's emerging as one of, if not the best, middle linebacker in the game right now, outside of Darius Leonard. Whew. Let me
0: give you a uh, well, a, a couple I, safeties as well.
1: Nah, I wanted to touch on Hassan. That was I was just going to say it was not a fluke. They are they are m- rotating linebackers in there trying to fix, fill their. Put in their best mix there in arizona hassan reddick showed out they're going to continue to play him as long as yes. he's he's being productive they're gonna let him play they have to figure it and, out and what's more important they won yes yeah.
2: they won
0: some safeties i like for the rest of the season tony jefferson has turned out to be Baltimore's best safety, former Arizona Cardinal that's always been fantasy productive. Like him a lot, rest of season and in week six. And Demarius Randall, a guy that Cleveland got for next to nothing in a trade with the Packers, having a quietly good season, averaging double digit points right now. I like those two guys a lot.
1: I'll chip in. A chip in one safety also. The guy who replaced Keanu Neal has been nothing good. Keanu. No, nothing but good. I mean, Demi, great name. DeMonte Kazee. DeMonte. He's gone out over 13 points in our league format. Eight tackles, seven tackles, five tackles. Even got a couple interceptions in the last couple weeks. He's been very good for a bad Atlanta defense. So, hey, toss him out there, play him with confidence. DeMonte Kazee.
0: DeMonte. Let's toss out our uh, game calls real quick before we get on to Hux's DFS report for the week. Spending your DFS bucks with Hux. Uh, I'm... Let's keep it 10 to 15 seconds. Quick call. I'm going to go Bucks over Falcons because Rojo gets his first touchdown in the NFL. And for all the reasons I said earlier about Jameis
1: Winston having a heck of a week.
2: I'm going to go with Falcons too much in the receiving core. Although right now the premier receiver in this game is actually Mike Evans.
1: I'll go with the Falcons also. You made a good case for Jameis, but I just don't believe in Jameis. I think the Falcons' defense can limit him because he's just not a great quarterback. Matt Ryan's the better quarterback in this matchup. Love your call on the receiving core
0: browns over chargers my explanation cleveland is here
1: hmm. god you hit me with the stunner there i like the chargers the chargers are a very oh, good yeah, team yeah. i'm gonna stick with the chargers i think the browns are very good but i'm going chargers in this one too much offense i'm gonna go with
2: chargers I, they still have melvin gordon and i think that the chargers have enough to slow down carlos hyde it, that to me this might be the week that we see nick chubb get a few extra carries
0: Jets over Colts for me. Jets have the better all-around team, in my opinion. T.Y. is out for the Colts. And I think there's going to be confusion uh, as to who to give the carries to in Indianapolis this week. Marlon Mack is healthy. He's going to start this game. I Mm -hmm. think it's a mistake with Naheem Hines. Was transitioning into their lead back. I think that's going to cause confusion. Going to throw their team chemistry off a little bit, and I like the Jets in it.
1: (sighs) I like, I, I'm going to agree with you. I bet against the Jets last week, and they went out and destroyed the Broncos. The Colts are a worse team. Give me the Jets.
2: I'm going to go with the Jets because they have a – I mean, I like Naheem Hines, but the Jets have a pretty dominant overall with both of them combined running game. Isaiah Crowell, super athlete. I never thought I'd say that out loud this season.
0: Me neither. Raiders over the Seahawks for me. I think Derek Carr has another good game, and I think Amari Cooper is set for another big game. And I like Marshawn Lynch this season. He's doing enough – to keep Carr relevant. They're, they can't stack the box because of Marshawn. They've got to respect both sides of the game because Marshawn's still somewhat relevant.
2: See, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I just think they get out to a, enough of a lead to where the the Raiders are putting it in Derek Carr's hands, and it, it eliminates Marshawn's effectiveness. If anything, the back I'm playing out of everyone in this game is Jalen Rashard.
1: I wouldn't watch this game if I was <laughs> forced to but i'll go with the raiders i i I don't like the hawks don't like they don't have a running game they don't have a passing game give me the rate the little bit of offense that Derek carr provides with
2: what the seahawks did keeping up with the rams last week that was enough to make me think they can crush the raiders
1: i got the panthers (laughs) over the redskins the
0: panthers have better players at the skill positions (laughs) and washington wide receivers are just not good you cannot win in 2018 in the nfl if you don't have any good wide receivers
1: I'm going to go Panthers in there, better quarterback, better running back, better receivers, better defense. Better ingredients. Why better pizza, wouldn't they win? Papa
2: Give me the Panthers. Better, As you said, better linebackers, and I still think uh, you guys can hate me. Curtis Samuel's going to have a decent game.
1: Who? <laughs> I have no idea who this Curtis Samuel guy Never is. Never heard of him.
0: Texans over the Bills for me. Like Chad said earlier, the Texans are hitting their stride. They're finding their identity, and the Bills are the Bills, despite what they did to the Vikings. They still are who we thought they were.
1: It's a confident Deshaun Watson. It's a confident receiving core. The Texans are for real. They had a rough start the season, but it's in a bad division where they can catch up quickly. They run off their second win in a row. And get it done against the Bills.
2: The Texans start rolling here, and they they start taking control of the division.
0: This might be a blowout. I could have queued up some limp biscuit, rolling, rolling there, but I didn't. Uh, the Vikings over the Cardinals. Do I need to say why? I don't think so. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a gut check call and say they win in a close one over the Cardinals.
1: That's what I'm gonna say too. I think the the Cardinals are just decent enough to keep it close. I do. I'm still a big Vikings fan. Vikings. Way closer than what we expect. I think it's going to be a
2: a lower scoring game, but I'm not sure that the Cardinals get into the end zone more than once.
0: I got the Steelers over the Bengals. Uh, The Steelers' offense is really coming on. I don't know if that bad defense is going to be enough for them to have a losing season, Uh, but the Steelers are very strong offensively, and Dalton is still inconsistent in my opinion, and it shows up in this game.
1: I like the Bengals' pass rush. I like Andy Dalton what he's done this year. I like Joe Mixon. I don't like the Steelers' defense. And when you can frustrate them running the ball when James Conner doesn't have good games, uh, it doesn't open up stuff downfield. And the Bengals have the defense to slow down that running game.
2: They've got solid linebackers all the way across the board.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals here and a two-score win. I think the Bengals come out with the the
2: game. I think that is. I actually almost had uh, Connor as a potential sit this week. Uh, In DFS, I'm not paying anything for Connor. I don't want him on any of my teams. Um, I think the Bengals have enough all the way across the board to out talent the Steelers team.
0: I got the Dolphins over the Bears. I think you're going to see more Kenyon Drake finally in this game more Albert Wilson finally in this game, and I think Trubisky not ready to be
1: consistent yet after that big week he struggles. So. All right, you're crazy. Bears have the best defense in the game. Dolphins have a one of the worst offenses. Give me the Bears all day, all day, every day. I'll take the Bears. The defense might outscore
2: the uh, Dolphins offense. I'm
0: not being a homer, I swear. I got the Rams <laughs> over everyone. Oops, Rams over the Broncos. <laughs> Rams uh, is my Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and Cortland Sutton continues to emerge, uh, which I think he'll have an okay game. But the Rams are just too much for just about anyone right now. I I I just want to fast forward and see a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl.
1: Rams I, Rams are going to get into the 35-40 range. Broncos are going to score a little bit here and there, but it's the it's Rams all day here.
2: The only production the Broncos put up is in
0: garbage time. Give me the Rams. I got the Ravens over the Titans because the passing offense, uh, the Titans have struggled against wide receivers, and I think the Ravens have wide receivers that are just good enough to pull this one off in a close one. But, again, Titans not being able to chew clock. Derrick Henry not being very good. Deion Lewis also not being that great. Uh, I think it just – it's trouble. Javorius Allen is going to score all over him. Touchdowns
1: all day for Javorius. Freaking Buckhead. Buck. Buck. Hey, both of these teams are strangely and, and quietly competitive. I, I feel like these two teams could play with anybody. Not necessarily the Titans are that great, but they just grind it out. In this one, it's going to come down to the wire. I'm going to go Titans at home.
0: I got the uh, – uh, did you give your call?
2: Give me the Ravens, but it's not going to be on the arm of Joe Flacco. Oh,
0: I got the Jags over the Cowboys in a defensive game. The Jags just have too much against the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is never going to convince me to pick Dallas until they play Buffalo. Battle so, battle, bad
2: quarterbacks. Quarterback. You, <laughs> you have a team that's got decent receivers, but not a great quarterback. And, and I mean, what is Yeldon Okay. And yeah. then you've got another team that's got a great running back, not a great quarterback, and no receivers. I'm going to go with the better defense, and that's Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Jaguars just because they have a better better defense. This is going to be ugly, man. Somewhere in the teens, man. 13-10, something like that. Ooh. I got the
0: Chiefs over the Patriots. Uh, in a close one, I think the Patriots are back. I never doubted that they were gone anyways for the most part. But the Chiefs, Patty Mahomes, not going to have another no-touchdown, two-interception game
1: defense just not that great i think the chiefs get it done pats at home on sunday night football that's enough to call the pats i think
2: you have the most brilliant defensive mind in football right now who can scheme to stop anybody bill belichick i don't andy Reid is a great offensive mind but bill belichick can scheme to stop anyone how many times has he stopped peyton manning peyton manning in his prime he's gonna stop patty mahomes man I got news for you. This is another don't pay up for uh, Patty Mahomes in DFS. He's not worth the price because the Patriots are going to win this game. Probably, probably by two scores. How
0: dare you? I challenge you to a duel. The Pats. Packers over Niners for me, not close in this one. I said they'd win it at halftime and Aaron Jones would get extended run. That's
1: what's going to happen. Take but, it to the Bark Bank. Again, it's a lost season for the 49ers. Even though C.J. Beathard wasn't that bad, it's just – uh, When you turn the ball over four times a game, you can't win Right, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers just throwing dimes on Monday Night Football Dropping
2: dimes, dropping dimes I mean, do I have to tell you the Packers? Because definitely the Packers and this isn't going to be close Okay, well fair enough
1: Are you guys ready for some Brian Hucks? Dude, put your bucks with Hucks Is he paying us? For that, DFS that's beautiful
0: Bucks. yeah, he's got to pay to get on this show. I mean, anybody <laughs> does. I mean, whenever we had Steve Slayton on, Chase Litton, Dan Cummins, I had air God, I had Adam Carricker. Adam still- Carricker did an interview with us, and the whole thing turned out to be garbage because I was <laughs> on the road. Not
2: because he and was garbage, no, it's, no, no, it's he's because great. of our he, sound quality at that He
0: time. is great, he is great, but I was on the road. I did what I could to try to make it work. It didn't work. He he said he'll come on again after a Cornhuskers win. So hopefully we get Adam Carriker back pretty soon. God, I hope
2: it's this year. But uh, even even Adam <laughs> even Adam yeah
0: me too. But even he had to pay to be on the show. Sorry, Adam. You know I'll give you your twenty bucks back after the quality is good. But if you guys are ready, we're going to give you some spending your DFS bucks with Brian
2: Hux. Follow Hux on Twitter Twitter at bHux83 and Hux. He kind of knows Hux, what he's doing. Hux back row get it changed brother get it changed you're part of the team he's got
0: the picture he's got the chair now it's time to put the name on it
2: but it's B Hucks 83 and I mean he's giving out his picks and they cost you another I'm gonna give you some excitement before you get rolling with Hux <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: here's Brian Hucks with the report hey everyone it's Brian Hucks
3: here with your back row DFS report for week six. Let's dive right into things. Gonna try to get this wrapped up uh, in a little less than fifteen minutes. So let's get moving here. Um, let's go ahead and start at quarterback. Uh, my favorite play. Gonna be popular this week. Um, this game itself is gonna be popular with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. But my favorite play is Jameis Winston, fifty-eight hundred. Um, just. Targeting Atlanta with their hurt defense has just been the thing to do. Um, Tampa Bay's implied for a little over 27 points. Over-under on that game sits at 57.5 right now. Um, Just look for that to be a shootout. I like both sides of the ball there. I'll have my share of both Jameis and Matt Ryan this week and just different players throughout that offense. Um, Tampa Bay coming off the bye. Jameis got some play in before the bye in the second half. Um, so he, he should be up to speed and just, just look for a lot of points in that game. I like the over on that game. Um, my fade this week and I'm not sure people's even going to go there, but I'm not going to play him this week even at 5,300, but Mitch Trubisky is a fade for me. Um, people might gravitate to him with coming off the six touchdown game, even though they did have a buy. Um, but I'm just, I'm staying away at Miami. Uh, just, I think Miami's defense will contain him. Uh, even, even think Miami might pull the upset there. Um, couple different value plays this week. I like, um, I like Baker Mayfield at home against the Chargers 5,500. He just to get three X out of him, he just needs a little over 16 points, which he's put up over 16 last two weeks. Um, definitely can see him around the 22 mark he had last week. Um, also like Alex Smith at 5,300. Um, I like the Redskins this week. Um, he's, he's a very safe play. Um, and Jared Goff, they just announced that Woods or, well, Woods is going to play, but they just announced that Cook and Cooper Cup are are both going to play. So, Goff at 6K against a not so good Denver defense. Albeit it is in Denver. Um, the Rams are gonna have their full array of weapons. Um check the weather on this. They're saying it's gonna be snow. Um, it's gonna be cold, which has all the makings of a Todd Gurley game. But I can see, yeah, Jared Goff should he I like him at six K. That I like the Rams in that game. Um, move on to running back and this all, this is all just going to depend on if he plays, which it's looking like he's going to, but I really like Dalvin cook this week at home at 5,700. They're a 10 and a half point favorite against the Cardinals right now applied for a little over 26 points. Uh, Cardinals, one of the worst run defenses in the league this year. Um, And if he's healthy, I think he's going to be a big part of that game. And this will probably be his lowest price of the season, barring he stays healthy. Um, My fade this week, and I'm noticing a trend here. I just, for some reason, not liking the Bears offense this week. My fade this week is Jordan Howard, 6,500. Just... I mean, they could get him more involved this week than two weeks ago. But um, just at 6,500, there's other plays around him I like. And not knowing what the split is going to be between him and Cohen, I'm just going to stay away from Jordan Howard. Um, my value play, even though the matchup isn't great, but it's his lowest price point of the year and it's all Dallas has, but my value play is Zeke at seven K. Um, I know Jaguars will be able to focus on him, but it, I mean, he's $700 cheaper than he has been at any point this season. And I just, I think, I mean, this will be the cheapest you get Zeke this year. Um, a couple other plays. I like, you know, TJ Yeldon. Um focal point of that offense. Sixty four hundred is prices up a little bit, but with Fournette out, Grant out, they signed Jamal Charles, but I don't look for him to be a factor this week. Um it should be the TJ Yeldon show. Um and I think it'll be a low scoring game there. Um I like Chris Thompson, if he plays. And then Tevin Coleman, Devonte Freeman has been ruled out. Um, Tevin Coleman at 5,400. I know he hasn't really done much with his opportunity when Freeman was out those other couple games, but at 5,400 in a high implied total game, I think you, you have to play Tevin Coleman some. Um, a tournament play could be Ido Smith. He's only 3,100, but I've, I'll give Tevin Coleman another shot this week. Um, keep an eye on the injury news for Crowell, if he doesn't play, Bilal Powell could have a a lot of work there. Lamar Miller has a good matchup against Buffalo. He's cheap at 4,700. Um all right, let's move on to wide receiver. My favorite wide receiver, and it's a, it's a toss up, but no surprise, Julio Jones at seventy nine hundred and Mike Evans eighty one hundred. I'll have both. I'll have both in the same stack in some lineups. Um, it's just, it's just a great matchup for both team, both go, both receivers, both teams. Um, like a few different guys on both sides of the ball. Um, My fade this week, purely on price and the fact that just the other guys around him, it's just, I mean, it's not a great matchup. Is Adam Thielen, 8,500. I'm just, it's hard to go against this guy with the numbers he keeps putting up and as much targets he's, Cousins has given him. But the Cardinals are, Kind of a funnel defense towards you know they, you could run the ball on them and they're just not allowing a lot of passing yards. But with eighty five hundred with those other guys around, um, he's definitely going to be lower owned this week. Um, But I'm going to stay away unless I throw a dart Viking stack. I'm not going to play him by himself at all. But if you want to play a Viking stack and throw him in, it's fine. Uh, my value wide receiver this week is Amari Cooper at 5200. He's kind of on a back and every other week type deal here and he had a, a joke of a game last week so let's I'm going to go with him this week at 5200 against Seattle. It's the London game this week. Um but a car a car Amari Cooper stack will be uh, a cheap, low-owned stack you could go with. Um, let's move on to tight end. Um, my favorite tight end play is Uzoma from, for the Bengals at 3K. Really like him. If Tyler Croft does not play, he's questionable right now. Um, Pittsburgh has been getting burnt by the tight ends. And I think Cincinnati's gonna need Uzoma. Look for him in the red zone in a really important game against Pittsburgh. Um my fade this week is Trey Burton. Forty five hundred. Just I realize I'm having I'm fading Chicago, so yeah. Play Chicago if you want, want. but I'm fading Chicago this week. Um, Yeah, I'm just not playing Trey Burton at 4,500 with different options that are around him. And my value tied in, and it looks like he's going to play Is Greg Olson forty three hundred? Um, if if he plays if he, if he plays this week and he stays healthy the rest of the year forty three hundred is going to be the lowest, in my opinion, the lowest price you are going to get Greg Olson the rest of the season. Um, I do like some other tight ends around him. I like Injoku this week. He seems to be getting more involved in that offense obviously you got Hooper who should have another solid game. It's just different. There's some different cheaper tight ends, but, um, some defenses I like, uh, my favorite defense this week. And it's just because they're, I mean, they're a good defense. They, they, shit the bet against the Buffalo Bills last week, but I like the Titans at 2,500 at home. Um, that just has a smash mouth game written all over with uh, them in Baltimore. Over under on that game is only 41 and a half. Um, 2,500, I like the Titans. Um, some other defenses I like, you know, Vikings are the top price defense this week, 3,800. In a great matchup against the Cardinals. You could pay all the way up for them. The Texans, another great spot. 3,500 against Buffalo, 10-point spread there. Um, the Bears' defense, 3,300. Uh, Tannehill questionable, likely to play, though. Um, I could see the Bears, you know, creating some havoc there. And then the Rams at 3,100, that's a good price for them against Denver, who I don't know what to expect out of Denver, but I like the Rams this week, 3,100. They're going to create some turnovers. And I think if Denver wants to win that game, they're going to have to be able to throw the ball. And I just, I just see the Rams creating a couple picks, getting to it couple sacks but yeah i'm gonna go most of my lines will have the titans or go up to the vikings or texans all right let's move on to some stacks i like this week um of course i already mentioned that the tampa bay atlanta game is gonna be probably the most popular stack different variations of it Jameis and evans chris godwin you could run that back with julio um, I like Julio a lot this week, Evans, and then you do do an Atlanta stack with Ryan Julio and maybe Coleman or Hooper and then run it back with Evans or Godwin. Um, I mean, you're going to have to get a little creative elsewhere because each way of that stack is probably going to be, I mean, they're going to be pretty popular. Um, Texan stack, Deshaun Watson, um, check the check on Will Fuller, um, make sure he's going to be a full go, but with Tredavious White likely covering Hopkins, uh, Tredavious White was a full participant in practice today, so he should be good to go. Um, he's fared pretty well against the number ones, opposing number ones. So, a Watson, Fuller, and Kiki um, stack. Um, Or you can throw Lamar Miller in there. Um, Another game stack I like is the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game. Um, You could go Dalton, A.J. Green, Uzoma, and run it back with Antonio Brown or Juju. Or if you want to throw Mixon in there somehow not real high on Mixon this week. His price is up to 7500. Um but I'll have some shares of Mixon. He's I mean just volume-wise, uh he's in the three games he's played, he's been over 20 touches in all three games. Um a cheap sack I mentioned earlier was the Raiders with Carr and Cooper. And then another one more stack that I like would be cheaper is the Browns with Baker, Landry, and Joku, maybe even sprinkle in some Duke Johnson. I think this might be the week he gets a little bit more involved. They're down a couple receivers. Um, I think they need to get him more involved. I think it's crazy how limited his usage has been. Um, I like Melvin Gordon on the other side, San Diego or Los Angeles chargers. Uh, (laughs) all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Six report back row DFS report. You can follow me on Twitter at B 83. And I hope everybody has a great week. See you next time.
1: This concludes another episode of the back row fantasy show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.